Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 124. I'm your host, Tyler. Joined as always by our co-host. Let's start with uh, Graham, the birthday boy, yesterday. Yes. And we were originally going to record yesterday, so happy birthday. Um, but you had uh, some stuff come up, so no big deal. But uh, hopefully you had a good birthday. And other than that, what have you been up to this week? I did, and uh, thank you for the birthday wishes. And thank you everyone else who uh, sent some birthday wishes my way. Uh, what I've been up to this week, played a bunch of NHL with uh, you two guys, and uh, the game, I find a big difference from last year to this year, and the AI is probably the biggest difference, but we've actually been winning, things have been going good, so it's always nice when that's happening, and when I wasn't playing NHL, I was playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm not exactly sure how far I have left, but... I put a big chunk into it today. Uh, feeling pretty close and getting towards the end. Uh, and I'm loving that game. One thing I can say about that yeah. game is it is gorgeous. Like in 4K HDR, the the <laughs> the backgrounds are just stunning. Like sometimes I'm like, like I'll go up on like a cliff or a mountain and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to look around and just take in some of the beauty. Because sometimes you just like run around and you're not looking around and just seeing all the time and effort people put in to make this game look so beautiful. And this game is beautiful. Yeah, 100%. I, I've been playing as well. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, first, I want to bring in Steven. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, it was a long week this week, um, which is weird because I don't feel like I did all that much. But for some reason, dude, I was exhausted. Like like uh, last night, I, I was lying in bed at 830. So that's that was crazy. But mm -hmm. um I've been playing a couple games. You know, like you said, we've been playing NHL. I've been playing more Madden. Um, I have a pretty pretty good team, having fun. I actually won a game on all Madden today with competitive. Uh, it was six to three, but you know, a win's a win's a win. Um, <laughs> but also on top of that, I've been playing Drag Quest Eleven. Um, I've been kind of like just enjoying my time. I haven't been powering through it. I I probably play for like an hour hour and a half each uh, each session, but it's it's really like the art style's gorgeous. The story is like pretty good so far. Um, it's kind of, I mean, it's got the usual tropes of a JRPG, but I enjoy that and the battle system's fun and I've been enjoying playing that and I'm going to continue playing that uh, as these other games start coming out here in the next few months. But I, I still hope to be playing that game because um, it's a long game. I'm just not powering through it so I can enjoy an hour or two when I feel like it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've played some NHL this week, obviously with you guys, and I've played some of that World of Chell mode quite a bit actually, and I'm having quite a bit of fun with that, both the uh, pro am mode and the the ones, and uh, and then some EASHL when we get some time. I uh, played some Madden, did some of the the mutt solo challenges, solo battles, all that good stuff. And, and, sorry, Rise of the Tomb Raider? No, I already beat that. Um, <laughs> Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I played and finished that. So, uh, Graham, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit off air, but I think you're going to love Act 3 of that game. It, early on, 
I was kind of like, man, I'm not sure what to think about this, like whether I like it or not. Um, but as you get through towards the end of Act 2 and into Act 3, like it really ramps up and it, it becomes really, really good. Uh, I will agree with you that the the graphics of that game in 4K, because I did choose resolution over frame rate. Yeah, I did on the One X because I just don't feel like frame rate's gonna be that big of a deal for this game. So, yeah, I I felt that uh, the game looks absolutely like astoundingly good. It, it's really really good. And the stories is pretty good. I think it brings a good closure to the trilogy. And we'll talk about that more. We're going to do a special episode, uh, Graham and myself. A Shadow of the Tomb Raider review episode. That'll be a timed Patreon exclusive. So, <clears throat> anything else, guys, before we move into all the other stuff? Nope. Nope. Good to go, sir. All right, so... Uh, we'd love to have you join the community, and there's a few different ways to do that. You can go on to Facebook, look up the Gaming Hub forums, and join by doing that. You can go on to Twitch, where we're broadcasting live right now, and look up TXH, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. Make sure you hit that follow button. And from either of those places, Twitch or Facebook, you can get a link to our Discord channel, which, uh, you know, it's pretty active. We have, uh, it's been growing pretty quickly. And we just added some some cool features into there for everybody um, to make it a little more fun. So uh, please do that as well. If you uh, also you can go to YouTube and look up the Gaming Hub podcast on YouTube and uh, check out past shows there or uh, some of the videos that we put up. And if you want to help support the show, we'd really appreciate that. And thank you to everybody who's done that so far. Like you guys, we appreciate it so much. You're a huge help in us growing, getting where we want to go, and making the community better. But there's a couple different ways to do that if you uh, choose to. Uh, Twitch. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you're not sure how to link those, join our Discord. We have a link there for you to use uh, to make that really easy. But you can uh, sub on Twitch. And with that free sub, and if you don't choose to spend it on us, use it on somebody, help them grow, get better, achieve the things they want to achieve. The other way, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash gaming hub. And uh, thank you to everybody who has, you know, pledged uh, through that. Um, we're really happy with where that's gone so far. But if you, uh, for as little as $2 a month, if you take part at that level, you get um, exclusive content to listen to every single month. Uh, multiple times a month and for as little as five dollars a month you're entered into a monthly giveaway that's exclusive to patrons um for a 60 dollars game or going forward thank you to one of our listeners brian for the idea um if you don't want a specific game we'll do 60 dollars in gift cards for you going forward starting in october so that way if you want to get movies or maybe games that are on sale something like that go for it uh, but we, we want to say thank you to the people who really help support us uh, through Patreon. All right. Did I miss anything? Oh, we I did. Make sure you so, get it all. <clears throat> we, have, we have a couple ways, uh, a couple of community things that are going on that you can take part in. And one, if you like, uh, if you like playing Madden 19 on Xbox, we have a Madden franchise going. There are spots available in that. So if you want to take part, it's not too late. You can join in. We're... we're underway in season number one right now and we'll have a second season that starts probably right around or after the super bowl 
but it's a pretty laid-back league. We do one game a week, and that way you don't have to feel like you have to play every single day. And it's a little easier to get people together to play against each other as well. So we have that, and there's a form to fill out for that either on Facebook or Discord. We also, if you like playing Minecraft, we have a Minecraft realm for our community, and that has grown as well. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you be part of that if you enjoy that. So that is absolutely free, both of them are. And you can join that through a form to fill out on Facebook or Discord there. All right, now I hit everything. <laughs> We're good to go. So uh, let's hit into news, everybody. And let's start with Graham, the most original name for a console release that's ever existed. The <laughs> The PlayStation Classic has been announced, uh, including Genius. including Imagine. I, I've never heard of anybody else doing this. 20 games. And this is where it's true I've never heard anybody else doing this. For $100. Yeah. Like, Amer- wow. American. Um, it, they haven't announced all the games yet, but we know it includes Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer, Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Um, Graham, are you buying this? No. <laughs> um, like this almost would make sense for someone like me who never owned the PlayStation One. But honestly, I have no desire to have a PlayStation Mini. Like I got the NES Classic and I got the SNES Classic. Um, maybe at one point I'll buy it, but I'm not like I'm gonna buy this right away. And, like, none of these games even, like, stand out to me. Like, I've, I've played Tekken 3. Um, I don't even know about the other ones. I don't know if you guys know about them. I don't know if that... Wh- like, what do you guys think that they only showed these games and, like, not all of them? Like, do you I, think they don't uh, know the rest of the games or, or what? I, no, I think they do. I think they're just going to do, like, a timed rollout thing to sort of, quote, build hype for it or whatever. But I want to send it to Steven because I know you have some stuff to say on this. And our listeners love when Steven goes on a rant, and I think he's about to. So take it away. <laughs> well, well, what can I say? about this uh that hasn't been said a million times on the internet already but i'm gonna do it anyways this is ridiculous like a hundred dollars for 20 games that came out like you know 15 years ago all right i mean final fantasy 7's coming back or coming to the xbox one and uh the switch and it's already been available on the ps4 for a while like, why can't PlayStation and, to some extent, Nintendo uh, make, like, a backwards-compatible-type service? Why do they have to bring these little stupid boxes in that, you know, only have a certain amount of games that not everyone really is interested in? Why can't I just pick and choose the games I want to play and buy? Uh, M- Microsoft allows me to do that. Uh, Microsoft will never—I'd be really surprised. I'd be shocked if Microsoft comes out with a Xbox One class, or sorry, not Xbox One <laughs> classic, an Xbox classic, because apparently that's what they're going to they're gonna call it. They're just going to call it the classic version of every single one, and it's going to be a little mini version of it. And maybe I'm guilty, of it, and I'm a hypocrite or whatever, because I did buy the NES classic um, the last time it was I saw it in stores, and honestly, I regret it. I, I haven't played it. I played it one time, and it was a stupid purchase, and I regret it, and maybe I'll sell it, or I don't know, maybe someone wants a used NES Classic, or maybe a giveaway Isn't... or something. But oh my, I, I'm I'm sick of it. It's so. 
like anti-consumer, but like just trying to milk nickel and dime you, I guess would be the best words I have to say on it. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, I don't think it's necessarily anti-consumer, but I think that consumers need to speak with their wallet here. Because the difference for me between the Nintendo, and Stephen, I want to go back to you with this, the Nintendo Classic uh, Systems and the Sony one, is, is there really that much nostalgia around 20 games from the PlayStation 1? I mean, the, the PlayStation 1 was a great system, and it sold a lot, and it changed the video game landscape. But I think that was more because of the system than some of the games yeah like tekken where, 3 like who wants why would you want to go back and play tekken 3 when there's so yeah. many better fighters out there now yeah whereas now you know whereas with nintendo i mean you have super mario brothers super mario brothers 2 and 3 and 3 is considered by many to be the greatest game of all time you have legend of zelda zelda 2 you have so many games that are just like iconic in this industry and I don't feel like the PlayStation Classic offers that. And I want to hit him for the name, by the way, because you're totally playing off of the success of the Nintendo Classic systems. I'm waiting for the Nintendo DS, or the, I'm sorry, the PlayStation <laughs> DS to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> like, that's a matter of time. We'll probably get that at E3 next year. Like, come on. And Steven, like, I don't know. Where do you stand on that? Like, I, I feel like I have more forgiveness for people that just are so excited about these nintendo classic systems because of the nostalgia involved and because of the the games that are involved Go ahead. well nintendo fans get a pass yes. i guess on this for yeah for being nostalgic but i think the nostalgia hurts the general video game community as a whole in other ways, but especially Nintendo fans that aren't necessarily as nostalgic. But that's a story for a different time. Yeah, who is really interested in Jumping Flash and Ridge Racer Type 4? I mean, come on. And even Final Fantasy VII, like, you can play that right now on PlayStation 4 and very soon on the Xbox One and the Switch. Do you, do you now need a fourth little tiny box to just play Final Fantasy VII. Like, there's no other games I could think of from the P... Well, I... Okay, I can't speak to nostalgia because I really have never... I never owned a PS1, so I I don't know how many games on there that people are like, oh, I'm itching to play. But I just don't like the fact that they can't just put them on, like, PlayStation Now. Okay? Why... Charge money that way. Or, you know, create a backwards-compatible type thing on your system and charge money that way to get people to to play these games or to get people to buy them. Why do they need to come out with a quote unquote classic version of a console? No one really cares about. And yeah. I almost argue that a PlayStation two classic would have been a smarter decision here. Well, that'll but, be next. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta start from the very beginning, even though, yep. I don't know. Well, I, and I think, I think a lot of people care about the original PlayStation. It, like I said, it changed the game and the industry in many ways. Like, it whipped the Dreamcast, which, by a lot of technical accounts, was the better system. Um, but it just had more mass appeal, and it, it took hold, and it, it went crazy. And the price point had a lot to do with that. I remember watching, like, a YouTube video. When they announced it, the guy just went up to the podium. All he said was, two ninety nine and walked away. <laughs> and everybody, like, erupted. You know, but very much like what they did in 2013. Uh, against the xbox one but yeah i i don't know i don't feel the nostalgia around this i had a ps1 i loved it 
but I don't feel like super attached to enough of the games from it to warrant going out and and buying this thing for a hundred dollars when Nintendo's putting out the systems for what seventy, something no, like that or eighty. That. Well, yeah, I got well, I got the NES Classic for sixty. Okay, yeah. sixty, and I think the Super Nintendo one was eighty. Eighty. Yep. So uh, I don't know. I I'm I have an issue with this. I have an issue with the name they chose because I think it's just piggybacking off of like you don't have more originality than that. Yeah. Um, like people love to hit on Xbox for the name Xbox One. Like you can't be more original than that. But <laughs> you got you know the the PlayStation Classic. And I'm with you, Stephen, on the the whole PlayStation Now thing. Why can't these games be part of that? And that brings me to the second point I want to bring up is that PlayStation is now going to let you download your PS2 games as well as PS4 games via PlayStation Now. So you don't have to have that constant online connection and stream them. You can actually download them and play them. And I want to throw it to you guys on this. Is this a direct response to the success of Game Pass so far? I would say yes, because... I would say the biggest deterrent from people doing this is you got to stream and your issues that it's problem why it's streaming and there's lag and stuff like that. So this is definitely a step forward in the right direction. And uh, I just want to go back to that point too. A hundred bucks is crazy for that PlayStation Classic. But yeah, like, and now they say PS2, they don't say PS1 games, right? So now what are they not going to put any PlayStation original games on there now? Because... They're going to be like, okay, we want to push our classic system. So are they going to like do the same thing when they come out with the PlayStation 2 Classic? They like take off those games? So I, I, I don't know. I don't understand exactly what they're doing. But at least they are taking strides in the right direction. And I think that whole streaming thing was a bad idea. Like you're forcing people to like have good bandwidth and stuff like that. And maybe they don't. So yeah, downloading seems like that was the right choice. Well, you remember the original prices for the the PlayStation Now were, like, ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. I was actually excited about that when they first launched it. Because I got both the Xbox One and the PS4 at launch back in 2013. And when they announced, like, the PS Now, I was really interested in that because I hadn't... I never really had a PS2 or 3. And so I'm like, oh, I can go back and play these games that I've heard about that people love... But then I saw the prices on it, and I'm like, not a chance. Um, you know, Stephen, your thoughts? Is this a reaction to Game Pass? And why don't they just do a Game Pass, something like that? Um, well, because Sony, you know, is stubborn. Um, but is it a reaction? Probably. It's still not perfect. I mean, you have to, according to the articles, you have to connect your console every few days. Uh, so they can still check that you're a PS Now subscriber, I'd imagine. So, you know, it's funny. Xbox got raked through the coals in 2013 for for that exact line of thinking. <laughs> funny, and, isn't it? And now yep. Sony's doing it, and there's no, no comments on that. But I, I still don't think it's as good as Game Pass. Like, Game Pass no, gives you, you know, a lot of new games. Um, and, you know, PlayStation Now doesn't. I mean, Bloodboard's in PlayStation Now, which is great. That's a great game. You should play mm-hmm. it if you haven't. Um, but I don't know. I think they're behind the times here, and I, I still think they're going to avoid backwards compatibility for the next PlayStation console. I do, too, because there's too many ways to monetize it. And for Sony, PlayStation's one of the only divisions that actually makes them money. 
Yeah. So Microsoft doesn't need Xbox to make the money. They need Xbox to put the Microsoft brand out there and present a positive like brand image, which they failed miserably at in 2013. But ever since then, especially starting around 2015 or so, it's been really good. And every decision they made has, for the most part, been really good. They have become the company that listens to their fans, responds to fan requests. You know, it's not always immediate, but they get they get there. Because a lot of these fixes aren't immediate. And I think that's something that a lot of gamers don't really understand. But that's another story for another time. But, yeah, I, I would love to see Sony do a Game Pass because I'd be all over that. I just don't see them ever doing it. I think they try to monetize a little too much. And I, I do, like, as much as we love Sony, like, Steven, you and I, like, gushed over Spider-Man 3. Or Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man. <laughs> My God, where did I get 3 from? Where did 3 come? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Spider-Man 3 a while ago, the movie. And we did not, I did not gush about Spider-Man 3. But the game Spider-Man, like, we gushed over that. You know, like, so we're not anti-Sony. It's just a company that says they're for the gamer. I, man, I, I don't know. I, the, the, the verbiage and the actions don't really match up here. This is where one of you guys goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, go, go ahead. Yes, yeah, I mean, I have Sony not makes great Spider-Man. games, but then Sony also makes really terrible decisions uh, across their, like, UI and products offered that aren't games. Like, Sony would make a great um, publisher. They don't make a good console maker. Uh, that, well, I'll leave it at that. They, there's like, there's like 90 million people that would disagree with that. Well, yeah. they can disagree but, all they want, but it's really stupid that they don't allow EA access on their on their uh, console because, you know, well, we don't think the gamers would, would want that. You know, and, that... In their defense, I'll say this. You're not required to always take the position that most benefits what, you know, people want and gives them the most stuff for the best value. You're not required to do that. No, but um, especially when you're number one. Get upset that you don't. Yeah. <clears throat> when you're number one, though, you don't take that position very often. You know, I, PlayStation was, in the last generation... I could argue the more innovative system because they were behind for most of it and they kind of caught up at the very end, but they were more aggressive with price cuts and with things like that with the PS3 than the Xbox was the 360, but Xbox had such a stranglehold on that generation for a long time. And part of that's due to them coming out a year earlier. Part of that's due to them not charging $600 for the console. Yeah. And they were much easier to develop for than the PS3 was. Yeah, that's true as well. And then that sort of kind of flipped this generation too. I think the PlayStation was the more developer-friendly console in a lot of ways. The PlayStation was cheaper. You know, they came out at the same time. I mean, PlayStation was seven days sooner, but basically the same time. And I just think that Microsoft had so many missteps. And I think the missteps go back to the end of last generation, starting with the first Connect. Because that's when they kind of got in this mode of, like, they got a little arrogant and they started telling consumers what they want rather than listening to what they want. And I feel like Sony's in the same spot right now. 
Like, I just feel like yeah. the arrogance has led to them to being this point of, like, we're going to tell people what they want because they'll listen to it. Like, when they start with the access, it's not good value for our, our players. And I, I can't even say that without laughing because they have PlayStation Now, which tried to gouge people at launch. Go ahead, Graham. You were going to say something. Yeah, no, the, the whole EA Access thing, like, they say that they're there for the fans and want to give them choice, but then they don't give them choice. They take away choices. <laughs> like, let them have EA Access if they want, and if you don't think they want it, well, then they won't get it, and then maybe you'll be like, okay, they're not using it, so we're not going to, like, reimburse our contract the next year or whatever they have, right? But you can't tell me that yeah. PlayStation fans would not use EA Access. Why not let the players decide? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that fair? I think that's fair. And that's really what Xbox has come around, what Microsoft has come around to in the second half of this generation is allowing players to sort of decide what's best for them. Because there's so many different options now. You can still buy the games on day one if you want through, you know, 60 bucks, whatever. Um, like Forza Horizon 4. You can buy that, Graham, next week if you want for $60 or 80 or whatever it is that gets you the Super Edition. But if you want to wait till the following Tuesday, you get it for free with Game Pass if you choose to do a $10 per month subscription service. Yeah. Like, it's giving people choices and options of what's best for them and still giving them a lot of access to these games. I think that's good. And I think... I think the start of next generation, PlayStation's not going to get the numbers that they thought they were going to. Because Xbox is building up a lot of goodwill right now. Yeah. No, they so. are, for sure. All right. Anything else on that? Steven, anything more to your rant before we move on? No. You're good? Okay. So, we talked about Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man 3, but Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> that is... It is the fastest-selling first-party PlayStation game of all time. Not just PS4. Fastest selling PlayStation first party game of all time. It hit over 3 million copies sold in the first three days. That's amazing to me. And, and the game deserves it. Like Insomniac did a wonderful job with that game. It is so much fun. And I know we've had comments in our community like, you know, whatever. It's not any good, blah, blah, blah. I think that comes from a standpoint of being an Xbox fanboy a little bit. But, Steven, I want to throw it to you here because you played it as well. Are you surprised by this? No. Um, they outsold God of War, which was the last record holder. Yeah. Uh, God of War beat the record earlier this year, and then so, uh, PlayStation beat it. Or Spider-Man just beat it. And I know you said offline that um, you were surprised, and I, and I disagreed, and I, I wasn't because Spider-Man appeals to more people. I mean, it's one that's not rated M. Okay, so yep. parents are going to buy it for their kids. But uh, with the with how big superheroes are nowadays, there's a lot of people in the market for like a good superhero game. So this again, that's not surprising. And parents like see Spider-Man and are like, okay, I could buy this for my kid because mm -hmm. of Spider-Man. How yep. bad could it be? And even with a T rating, and it, it's not. I mean, there's a couple dark story parts and bits, and mm -hmm. not like evil, just you know, a little sad or whatever. Yep. And you can, I mean, but I've seen children's cartoons that have just as dark <laughs> storylines. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me one bit, because bit, it's a, I mean, if the game was, uh, you know, not as good, it wouldn't have sold as well, obviously. 
but it still probably would have sold a decent amount. But the fact that it was a good game mixed with being a game that everyone can enjoy and on a topic that everyone is looking to get into, you know, because with superheroes, mm-hmm. like I said, superheroes are huge, and oh, there's yeah. not a lot of options to play as one, um, or at least yep. fun options. So yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me in the, le- in the least. No, and and you know, yeah, we talked about it off offline, and I said I was surprised and originally I was, but when you kind of laid those points out, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I this is a game that appeals to a lot of people. The only sad thing about this game is that it's exclusive to one console. And I, I feel like games like this that are just fun for, like, so many people should be available to everybody. But just, that's just me. Especially when it's not a first-party developer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what confused me. Because you said it's the the fastest-selling first-party PlayStation game. But I, I thought first-party meant strictly par- uh, developers that develop exclusively for... So, like, Sony Santa Monica, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Insomniac's not a not a developer that develops exclusively for mm-hmm. Sony, so I I feel like someone messed up, and it's not a first party game. I know you found it on. Well, it it is a first party game because it's it's exclusive to the console. It's just first party published on PlayStation. So uh, yeah, gosh. that's that's why it's like Sunset Overdrive was a first party game for Microsoft, even though it was also on PC, I believe, but. It uh it was not available on the PlayStation Four, even though it's not a company in Insomniac that was owned by Microsoft that you know developed it. So, um, but it is a first party game, and uh, I just don't I don't like exclusive deals with with like third party developers to make first party releases. I yeah, just I personally don't. I get that you're gonna have first party development studios like three four three or Sony Santa Monica, or whatever, making games that are exclusive to those consoles, and that's part of the business, and that's fine. And that helps push and sell those consoles. But I feel like when a third party, and I I feel the same way about like when Rise of the Tomb Raider was an Xbox exclusive for a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it sucks that PlayStation fans had to wait a year to play a truly great game. But, yeah, I just, I I wish it was available on everything. I, I think this is a, this is one of the most fun games I've played in a long time. And I wish it was available for everybody. So, all right. A uh, couple quick hitter stories here. Uh, Halo Infinite, for those of you who are looking for news about a game that's coming out two years from now, <laughs> um, will have, it's going to have microtransactions, but it won't sell loot boxes for cash. I'm not really sure what that means because in Halo 5 you had the Warzone mode where you could buy rec packs and that gave you an advantage in in that specific mode. Not in Arena, but within Warzone. But I don't think 343 views Warzone as a competitive mode. And I don't think they view those rec packs as loot boxes either. No, probably not. So I'm hoping it's that and not microtransactions for um, cosmetic stuff like armor because that's silly to me and or it's, it's more annoying yeah it doesn't generate goodwill but we'll yeah. see it's still seven years out so who knows <laughs> <laughs> I mean what the the thing is whether we like it or not microtransactions are part of the business now and the the price of a game has not we just talked about this right before we went live but the price of a game hasn't gone up in what over 15 years or almost 15 years yeah thank goodness it stayed at 60 dollars but the development cost 
for these companies has gone up dramatically. So they've got to find a way to generate income as long as they do it right and don't make it game-breaking for people who don't have a ton of money to spend. Like, you know, looking at you, Star Wars Battlefront. That's, to me, it's fine if you do it fairly. And it's just cosmetic stuff or whatever. And, you know, people really want to support the game more and they buy whatever. That's fine. To me, anyway. Um, but anyway, either you guys disagree? No. Okay. Yeah, no, not at all. And, uh, all right. Yeah, no, it's, it's a thing that a company can make money off it. So they're not going to take it away. Um, hopefully it's not pay to play. Oh, that's that's the only thing I don't like. The whole cosmetic thing, I'm perfectly fine with, but I I don't think that's a fair plan. That oh, whoever gives us the most money, they're going to do the best and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's there's no need of it. So uh, no, hopefully that's not. But like Stephen said, we won't know for another at least two years till this game comes out. So, well, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's too, my bet is that this is a launch title for the next Xbox console. But yes, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So also, uh, quick story: Red Dead Redemption Two, Graham. I, um, you've softened to this game recently in terms of buying it. Will feature a full first-person mode at launch. So, Graham, are you buying it? And if you do, will you play in first-person? I don't know if I'm buying it. Um, if I did play it. I probably would play it in first person. Um, now, is it easy to get in and out of first person? Do we know, or we just know that I'd it's imagine. just going to be a feature? Yeah, yeah, I imagine it's just like, one like push Fallout. Button. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine yeah. it's so, like Fallout. So I, yeah. I like that it gives you that option, and you can just like change it around and stuff like that. But uh, I mainly play in first person. So... Um, yeah, and I like I said, I don't know if I'm getting it. I'm not going to commit to it. I'm not telling you I'm getting it. I'm just going to leave mm-hmm. it as a little surprise. You never know. <laughs> okay. But but no, I'm I'm very curious to see how it reviews and if they're like it's the greatest thing since Breath of the Wild. I'm like, okay, you compare it to Breath of the Wild, then maybe I'll I'll give it a it's try. It's gonna be it's gonna be better than Breath of the Wild. Graham. Well, some yeah, some of the not, and... not, a, not a chance. The things that I saw recently made it seem like there's kind of like Breath of the Wild with how you can cook and stuff, yeah. but if you don't cook your food quickly, it, it spoils. Um, yeah. It goes rotten. And uh, holding yeah. too, right? With temperatures yeah, and stuff. Yeah, if, if you're rocking around with a heavy jacket in the middle of the sun, um, then, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to run very far. I'm not sure how much I like that, to be honest. And Steven, you said it right away. You're like, I wonder if, you know, this is going to make Tyler not like the game as much. It is. Um, and... It might. I, And that's really sad for me because I'm. this is the game I've been most hyped for since I heard it was coming. So yeah. I just, I really hope they don't go too far down that route because I just don't like all that super micromanaging stuff in, within a game. I do. It sounds and, awesome. Having to take a bath, otherwise people won't interact with you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, but so, I, back to your original question. Yeah, I will go ahead. probably not play in first, first person um, because I just prefer third person for most games except shooters. Like, And I mean like actual shooters, not games that have shooting as an element in them, like this one, um, or even like Fallout. I played almost exclusively third person. Uh, so that that's what I'll be playing. And Graham, uh, you have time because we also saw that online won't be coming 
to like probably a month after release. Um, yeah, so you, if you're not inter- super interested in the single player, you get you can look at the reviews and maybe even watch one of us play and and then figure out if you'd like to to give it a go. Yeah, no, I I feel like for what this game is and who developed it, I should give it a chance. But like I said, I'm not going to commit to it because there's other things that I will want to be playing and stuff like that. But like I said, I'll probably watch you and base my decision on that and just see see how it's getting with the reviews and stuff like that. And I'm wondering, too, with all these options we're talking about where they force you to take a bath and they're forcing you to do all this stuff. I wonder if there's going to be like an option where you can like turn it off because it's not a bad idea because like for example Tyler's like something like this may turn him off from the game and and there's a lot of other people that would be like Tyler as well it's like this is just too much like micromanaging and all that stuff especially if they play other games as micromanaging it's kind of nice to get away from micromanaging every once in a while so uh if they do that and it'd be like so you can turn off like certain options I think that would be a, a good way to go for them yeah, instead you're not of, instead of forcing you, right? Yeah, so I mean, I, I get the argument of like some people would would not be interested in you know having to take a bath, uh, or like wash their clothes before mm-hmm. they interact, and townspeople might not like be so inclined to talk to you if you have blood on your clothing, you know, because yeah. you just killed a killed a person. But I don't know. I, I want to see how it plays first. I, I could see how it could get tedious, but if it's something that like, I, I feel like you're picturing it as something that happens, like, you know, you need to do every half hour. I imagine no, taking yeah. a bath is going to be, like, every three, four hours, and it's not going to take a lot of time. And it's probably no. going to have a kind of funny little cutscene involved, if there is one at all. Um, mm-hmm. And so, we'll see. But what I What there. I want to see... Go what on. I want to see is something that... Where... I don't want it taken out of the game. Because I want it there for people that want it, you know? I just... I, I would prefer it be something that enhances the experience for people who choose to do it, but doesn't take away from the people who just don't. Or a better thing, I don't know why games haven't done this, is have an option for realism mode, where, mm-hmm. like, stuff like this is turned on. And, like, I'm thinking something akin to Fallout survival mode. Where, That's like, you have thinking. to eat, drink, and sleep uh, at regular intervals. Otherwise, bad things happen because that's, re- like, realistic. Um, yeah, so if you want to have townspeople react to the, you know, blood on your clothes or if you smell, like, just, you know, bad. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word there. Then you can turn <laughs> that option on. But if not, if you don't care about having – if you don't want to have to manage that, then you, you shouldn't have yeah. to. And right. Because it's it's uh, a Rockstar game, they will not give us the option. But no, they won't. Whatever. That's there no, for those of you. Just so you guys are aware, for those of you that might be on the fence, um, maybe that pushes you one way or the other. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um, but there's more news coming out as the game gets closer. So be yep. on the lookout. And it's it's almost it's a month away, basically twenty or thirty yeah. three days from today. Mm-hmm. It's getting close for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see so, a lot of great games out. In a month's time from today. Yeah. So from some great to some sad news. Um, and, and, you know, Steven, I know it might not be sad for you. You weren't a big fan of the developer, but it's still sad to see this happen to people. Um, Telltale had massive layoffs on Friday. 
uh, keeping only 25 people on the staff. And every game after the Walking Dead, the, the Walking Dead, the final season game that's in process right now, has been canceled. So, Steven, you kind of dug up some more about this and found out some other things. And I don't know if we're going into rant part two, but I want to throw it to you here and see kind of what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, I, so, the the video game industry developer wise um can be can be a pretty cruel and cold place and um granted you can choose not to believe it you can choose to take it with a grain of salt whatever but i i based on everything i know about the games industry i, I believe this when the person said it happened they said they got laid off by telltale and he's like none of my sleepless nights or long hours on weekends trying to ship a game on time got me severance today and he's like don't work overtime unless you're paid for it and he goes on from there and that is really, really, really crappy for a company to do that. Um, no severance. And, I mean, maybe the video game industry needs to needs to start unionizing because, um, just you know, based on everything we read in Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, right? Like, these people are in massive crunch time, working, you know, 88 to 90 hours a week, if not more, to try and finish their game on time. But I, they're not getting paid extra for it. And that you know, when a game does well and is successful and, and bring it, you know, they kind of get paid in the, in the back end. But when companies go under, uh, a la telltale, you know, then they, they go and lay off their people without giving them severance like that. That's a garbage practice right there. And so, you know, I, I feel bad for all the people that lost their jobs, but I mean, the, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say like, I'm happy they got shut down that would be cruel of me and I'm not like that, but yeah. it's ridiculous that, that they didn't, they didn't at least give some sort of severance package to the people they laid off. And well, also no not, Wolf Among yeah. Us too. That makes me sad. Yeah. It's not like there, this was a brand new startup company that just didn't make it. This was an established video game development company that had been around for a while. And to not have a severance available for people is, you know, it's sad and, you know, they should feel a little ashamed and I hope they do. And this was really sudden, you know, in, in the games industry and Steven, you mentioned blood, sweat and pixels, like it's a pretty common thing for developers to hop from one company to another, you know, they finish a game and then they bring back their staff a little bit, you know, and make some cuts and you move on to another place. Um, if you're lucky enough to, really excel and get those right opportunities and get to the level of like a you know a Todd Howard, Pete Hines, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, then you're staying at the same company for your whole career. But a lot of developers don't have that. So it, especially early in the career it's a lot of hopping around. You know I think Todd Howard's like one of the super exceptions to that rule. He started at Bethesda and still there. But a lot of other developers say, you know, hey, I, I know I'm going to move place, 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 place for a while. And none of these developers make games without being passionate about games to begin with. Because you kind of know what the industry is when you're going in. It's long hours. It's all this stuff. And when you get a team that's that passionate and they're willing to, develop, you know, to commit that much time and effort and all this stuff to not 
to just drop this on people and not offer them severance is is sad and man i don't know i'm i feel for the people who were let go you know we hope everybody kind of lands on their feet but how much of this graham do you think is due to telltale just not changing their formula at all that it's possible like i'm not sure what their sales numbers have been like but i've heard great things about their games people have really enjoyed them people really enjoyed the batman ones uh, some people argue the Wolf Among Us was one of their best ones. Uh, me being a Walking Dead fan, uh, I could be a part of the blame because I guess I've only bought the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the second one now is on Game Pass or whatever. So they're not getting any money from me for that either, right? So I don't know if... Because I don't know how they would have switched up the formula because basically that's what their games were, right? But, no, it's sad to see that it's closing down and stuff like that. And I'm wondering if another studio might come and, like, pick it up. Like, maybe give them people back jobs or maybe they'll go on and get better jobs. I always like to think the best is going to come out of this. Like, when I a hope so. door closes, another one opens. Maybe a bigger yeah. door, better door. But, yeah, yeah no, it's it sucks. Um, I don't know how many other games they uh, were in development. It's, I'm kind of glad to see that they're putting out the final walking dead because this was gonna be the last one anyways so at least yep. people are not like well i played the first two and i was hoping to finish the trilogy but that will never happen again well the so, the two the two that we know were um wolf among us 2 and stranger things okay. those were both canceled so steven you saw another interesting kind of theory about what may have really hit telltale sales you want to talk about that at all sure um, the theory is that that streamers and and YouTubers like did like really hurt the t- uh, Telltale games uh, due to the fact that you they you know Telltale games are all single player story driven games and you know when streamers and YouTubers play the full game and put it on YouTube and people will go and watch it instead of buying the game. I mean, not everyone. Some people still like playing it by themselves there's a lot of people that like playing it by themselves but a lot of the younger generation um the twitch generation like to watch single player games on youtube and or twitch because they they it saves their money for things where they can play with their friends so they save their money to buy like call of duty so they can play you know blackout and zombies and whatever and online just regular online with their friends or even like red dead redemption too with with it it's online but and then they skip over a lot of these games even though they're cheaper you know what what is it like 20 25 bucks for the season passes for these games um so it's not extremely expensive but why even pay 25 dollars when you can go online and i mean maybe they get yeah. part of the blame but i i don't even want to call it blame because it's it's on the studio you need a I mean, it's a lot of supply and demand isn't it um you need to supply stuff that people are demanding and if yeah. people aren't demanding and... single player like games in this fashion or especially ones that don't ever really change their formula because yeah. every telltale game is the same thing um just mm-hmm. with a different setting um it's is that really on the on the backs of consumers to keep these people afloat? Make better no, business decisions. So, I don't know. I found 
Telltale hasn't changed their formula at all in, like, forever. And I don't think single-player games are dead, but I think when you're not a triple-A single-player game, you're really walking the tightrope. Yeah. And people have been crying for them to update their engine forever. They finally just announced, like, within the last year that they were going to update their engine. Because those games got clunky. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like, the man, I haven't played a Telltale game forever. Because they're all basically the same. And there, there really isn't a game. It's... No. It's a, I, I, I hate the word walking simulator, but it's not really even that. Because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just cutscenes where you make decisions. So, at least, at least with, like, Spider-Man, right? There's the combat. And the fun of the Spider-Man games is swinging around the city and beating yep. people up. Um, that's the fun. Like, you can get basically the whole experience... Um, on YouTube for any of the Telltale games. Yeah, the the thing is, like, when I played Spider-Man, you know, that game is effective at making you feel like you are Spider-Man. In any of the Telltale games, I don't feel like I am any of the characters that I'm playing. No. I feel like I'm just watching the story unfold. Yes. Which is fine and all. I just don't feel like it's a uh, sustainable thing and they needed to change kind of how they approach doing it but i think they got so stuck in what was comfortable that they just couldn't break from it and they kept adding new things new things new new franchises whatever so they did you know game of thrones and batman and wolf among us and you know going all the way back to back to the future and then you know walking dead obviously they Stranger Things just added, you know, all that stuff. And they were just going to do the same thing, kind of copy-paste. Yeah. With each of those franchises and hope that they were counting... Didn't they do Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Isn't that... Yeah. Yeah. Like... I know there was was at least one series. I don't know if they were working on a second one, but... Yeah. But they were more reliant on the strength of the franchise... To sell it than the quality of the game. Yes, I, I would. I definitely agree with that. Like, there's a saying in in the army: "Complacency kills," and, mm-hmm. and I think it it can also be be shown here. Like they they got complacent. They just assumed that you know, like you just said, the the franchise that they were working with would sell their games over the actual like gameplay. And as it turned out, that that's not the case. Um, yeah, I, I disagree that that you need to be a triple a game or studio to make single player games because there's still a lot of great single player games there are in the blind forest for instance no no for Um, sure i'm just saying they're more at risk sure if they don't do it right but you you need to have actual gameplay for the most part um to to be successful because if you're a triple a game like spider-man for example like there were commercials all over tv and youtube and everything right for that game sure like they were everywhere like, Ori and the Blind Force doesn't get that luxury. Like, that game has to be good. And then, you know, they get some promotion, sure. But it relies a lot on word of mouth. To get out and be like, this game's amazing. You know? Whereas games like Spider-Man, God of War, etc. They have such a massive marketing campaign behind them. That they're going to get enough people to buy that game on day one. Or at least in the first week to probably be profitable right there. 
And, you know, when you're Telltale, you don't have that luxury. And you're, like I said, you're relying on the the strength of the the brand of the franchise that you're doing a game about and not about your own work. And I don't want to knock the work those people did. I'm sure they worked super hard. But I think they suffered from stubbornness of lack to lack of updating the engine sooner. Because those games were really clunky. Like, Graham, what's the last Telltale game you played? It would have been uh, The Walking Dead, the first one, season one. Okay. So I can tell you when I played, the last one I played was Batman. I it's actually, the exact I, same mechanics and the exact same stuff. I downloaded Batman, never played it. Mm-hmm. So, shame like, on It's me. good that the story's good, but the mechanics and the gameplay are the exact same as they were back in that first Walking Dead game. There were no updates or changes. Yeah. And it, and it sucks to me that the people that work super hard at this have to pay the price for the company and the, the leads of it not innovating. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll so. see what, what comes from this. Hopefully yeah. something great comes out of it. Yeah, are you guys surprised yeah. they didn't get bought up by someone? Not that that I can't am. happen, but I, I feel like that was probably looked into before shutting down. I am, and I thought Microsoft would have been a prime candidate to do it. Whether or not that's a good idea is up for debate, but I thought, you know, it fills it fills a niche that's there, especially for casual gamers. You know, people that don't get into the super competitiveness of Call of Duty or Battlefield or Halo or, you know, whatever. They don't get into that, but they like that, you know, kind of escapism of going into that world and doing something that's not too tough but still gets them immersed in the world um i i think that microsoft would have been the the most likely one because they're on a shopping spree right now for (laughs) development companies i don't know what do you what do you guys think i wonder if it just has to do with the fact that that the telltale games aren't really games so it's like uh, it's it really is kind of just the big, you know, franchises selling these games as opposed to the games selling. I hope I worded that right. But like Insomniac made a good Spider-Man game, but Telltale didn't make a great Game of Thrones game or um, Walking Dead game or Batman game. You know that. So yeah, and I well, the, the first storytelling wasn't. Anything that wasn't already done, or com- I'd argue that you could compare a lot of other stories to it. Um, so I, I'll say this: the the final like ten minutes of the first Walking Dead Telltale game is some of the best like video game storytelling I've seen in a while. Like that was really impactful for me. Like it brought all the feels out, you know. But. I'm I'm in agreement with you on some of their subsequent releases. Like I feel like it, it turned into more copy and paste, and you know they they didn't capture that recapture that magic with some of the other things they did. So, unfortunately, they're kind of paying the price for that right now. All right. All right. I, I, from the silence, I feel like we're done with that. Um, uh, yeah, no. I, I think. Okay. I think we've talked enough on uh, Telltale. So, Just hope the best yeah. for these people. 
Yep, same here. And let's end with something positive. Rocket League, Graham, a game I know you really love. It now has over 50 million players. So you want to talk about, you know, one franchise that, or one company that, you know, didn't succeed to go to a franchise that, man, they hit on something that people love. Mm -hmm. They marketed it right. They update it constantly. And they continue to make it relevant. Like Rocket League, man, over 50 million players now. That's amazing for them. Yeah, no, those are great numbers. And... Yeah, yeah, I don't see it like, like slacking off. Like this game, like you said, they're supporting it. Um, my roommate personally, he plays this game a fair bit. He's uh, he got a bunch of friends that they play online. Unfortunately, they only play on PlayStation, so there's no cross play. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really enjoying this game. I kind of got away from it. Um, I think we should like maybe start because I think they came up with like uh, clans now or something like that, so you can do like some personalized stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's a fun game. Like the matches are relatively short, so you can punch in a lot of games with a short amount of time, and yep. it's a lot of fun. You you just For... uh, you don't it's not too serious. People do play it pretty seriously, but starting out. It's a fun game if uh, you got some time to kill. For, for the record, by the way, before I throw it to you, Steven, I think this is a game that does microtransactions to perfection. Because you can buy, like, skins for the cars. Like, you can buy the Batmobile. Batmobile yeah. Or whatever, you know? Like, lots of different types of things. But it doesn't impact how you play the game at all. It's... You can still lose to somebody who has, like, the first car they got the first day they downloaded the game. And... I think they do it super well. It's just if you want some of these cool things from like movie franchises or whatever, other game uh, franchises, things like that. Like you can play with the Warthog from Halo, stuff like that. Um, you can do it, and it, but it doesn't affect gameplay and it doesn't give anybody a decided advantage. So, uh, Steven, are you surprised at all to see Rocket League still going strong, like what, three years later? And still being really relevant. No, this is obviously not concurrent players. It's it's got to be no. It's total players. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not surprised. It's a cheap game. It's fun. Um, it appeals mm-hmm. to a massive audience, and what that's that's all that needs to be said. It, it I, honestly, I'm a little surprised it didn't hit 50 million players sooner. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I think the best thing the game ever did was beyond PS Plus when it launched on console. Yeah, it was smart. Because I, I, I know when it was out on PC, I knew a lot of people that loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever bought it, but my, my cousin like played it and was like, you got to get this game. Like It's so much fun. And I'm like, car soccer? That sounds stupid. Okay, I got to go look this up. This looks amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then PS Plus came around, and I'm like, you know, I want to be the hipster guy. I was like, I knew about that before it was cool. But no, yeah. it, it, it came to everything after that. But yeah, PS Plus probably shot it into the stratosphere of like... It, it, it was did. out there, everyone played it, and then now when it comes to Xbox and Switch, they can make their money because people what, are like, oh. What it really did, too, was that being on PS Plus meant everybody streamed it. Uh, yep. So everybody got to see it, and it, it's it's a game that's like, it's easy to pick up and play, but it's hard to be super good at. Yes. So I, I know that from experience. Yep. Not that and, good at it. <laughs> yeah. But you love playing it, Graham. Yeah, I quite enjoy Is it. it. Isn't that the perfect formula for a game? It is a great formula. I think they struck a huge note when they did that. And I'm wondering 
who copies it first. Because, mm -hmm. like, when Battle Royale blow, blew up, like, everyone was jumping on that bandwagon. And mm -hmm. I feel like Rocket League is something that if people, like, tried to copy or, like, not really copy but get inspired from, I think those games would do well yeah. as well. And the thing is, like, if you... If any of you guys out there listening, um, there's a, a YouTube channel called No Clip, which is fantastic. Really, really good. And they have a documentary series on Rocket League and how this game came to be. And Rocket League is actually a sequel. It's not the first game in the series. And mm -hmm. the, the things they learned from that very first game and then making it you know so much more accessible to people... And I don't remember the name of the first game because it's like super long, and that was part of the problem. But yeah, the this is a game that for me, like I don't play it that often, but I always feel like I can just pick it up and play it and whatever. I mean, I'll be okay. Like it won't be great. Um, it, like I said, it's easy to pick up and play. It's hard to be great at. Um, but I, I feel great, you know good for them. Like they've you know science put together a game that's amazing, and clearly it's resonating with people years on from release so good for them all right guys anything else before we move into releases no let's get this release right. train rolling all right let's do that so let's move into releases for the week and we'll start with xbox you can get fifa 19 on the 25th if you are looking forward to the new fifa game and steven you said that ultimate team in fifa you played the demo was not um something that you loved yeah i i don't think it's as good as um madden which surprised me because fifa has a bigger audience uh not mm. not in america obviously but around the world yeah um so yeah it did surprise me a little bit it, I, I, it's not that i didn't love it i just i didn't think it was as good as madden and it's hard to understand mm. like madden's was very very intuitive Whereas FIFA isn't as much, and so maybe if I play it a little longer, um, I'll enjoy it. But it, I was thinking about purchasing one of the like top-tier level versions of the game, and I'm not so sure I'm going to do that anymore. Okay. And I, I think it's fair to say, and I think you'd agree, Stephen, that in terms of Ultimate Team, and feel however you want to feel about Ultimate Team, but Madden, I think, does the best job at making it accessible and fun for the most broad range of players. Uh, whether you want to play online or single player, um, do challenges, do whatever, uh, and no contracts and no stuff like that. I, I just feel like it's super accessible. So, you know, uh, if you haven't played Madden Ultimate Team yet and you like Madden, give it a go. But FIFA 19 is available on the 25th. That you can get This is the Police 2 also on the 25th. And if you buy, like, the Super Edition of Forza Horizon 4, you can have it on the 28th. But you get it for free if you have Game Pass the following Tuesday. Games of Gold, Live Lock, available through the 15th of October, Prison Architect, through the end of the month, uh, the 30th, and Backwards Compatible, Sega Vintage Collection, Monster World, through the 30th of September. That's it for Xbox. What do you have for PlayStation? Alright, so all these games come out on the 25th. You can get Valkyria Chronicles 4, FIFA 19, and Hollow Knight uh, Voldheart Edition. Uh, and then for the PS Plus games, you can get Destiny 2 and God of War 3 Remastered. And only a few more days to get those two, so definitely get on that. Yeah, but Graham, Nintendo. 
Yes, for Nintendo, all these releases are for September 25th. First one we have is Ultimate Chicken Horse, because that name just sounds awesome, so worth checking out. Uh, then we have FIFA 19. And lastly, South Park, the Stick of Truth, the, f- the original one, the first one, is now available on the Nintendo Switch. Well, it will be available on the Nintendo Switch on September 25th. And that's all I got. Take it away. Take it. Take it. All right. Take it away. Let's move on to questions. Um, starting with Piracy. Ask, what's the worst game you've ever played? <laughs> Somebody Destiny first? Won easily. The worst game. No, I'm just kidding. But a couple people in our community were putting placing bets on that, so I wanted to help them succeed. <laughs> what was the title? <laughs> Destiny. Oh, yeah, no. I, definitely not the worst game I've ever played. No. Um, not even close. Like, Destiny does a lot of things right. Um, I, I was going back and forth between a few, Steven, like, you know, Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. I'm just kidding, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When you brought it up, I, I have to agree, and I know you're probably going to say the same thing, but Brink. You stole mine. I know. <laughs> Brink. It was one of those games that I had successfully struck from memory until you brought it up. Yeah, he, he stole again. that from me. I As soon as I saw this question, I was the one who brought it up. I want you listeners at home to know that. I was absolutely looking forward to this game. It was one of those games I pre-ordered, and I was in high school when it was coming out, so I was poor. Um, and I, I, I had $60. I made $60 washing cars or whatever. I can't remember how I did it. Maybe even umpiring for baseball. But somehow I had 60 bucks and I pre-ordered Brink and I was so excited and the beta was fine the beta worked mostly game comes out hot garbage mess and it was the most frustrating thing ever because you could not play it because the servers just didn't work and I remember the game being on sale at GameStop for like $2 like 4 months later that's how bad <laughs> that game was Yep. Graham, Graham? your turn me is going to be the Killing Floor 2. Oh, <laughs> really? On. That's not the Oh, come on. I did not like that game at all. So what didn't you like about it? Because we played this over the last holiday season during like the Christmas theme thing. I, I and that was fun. did not like it whatsoever. I didn't even want to play it, but I played it just to be friendly and nice. <laughs> that's that's what I can think of right now. I, I could probably think of maybe worse ones, but that's, that's top of my list. Wow, the worst game you've ever played. I know you didn't like it, but that's wrong. Okay. All right. That's well, the worst answer ever. All right, Steven, what's answer. next? For the COG 32S, what's been your favorite game of 2018 so far? 2018. Spider Man. Spider Man for me. What, what have we got in that list? God of War was in there. I can say God of War for me, I think. I can't think of anything. I'm really enjoying Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but I haven't finished it yet, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Octopath Traveler. I actually really loved... I, I didn't beat it. Um, I don't know if I ever will, but I loved what I played of it. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, so that's, that's what I'm going to pick. Okay. All right. Sandman asks, uh, are there any movies or TV shows around right now that you think would make good video games? Mm. Um, 
Avengers know, if they could ever do it right. Yeah. But. You know, I was I was kind of thinking that. Um, and there's a question coming up that uh, that I'll 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 talk about the answer to that. But for me, any movies or TV shows? Hmm. Why well, I, I haven't watched any new recent TV shows, so it, it'd have to be a movie. Uh, Graham, you you could go first with the with that. So. I'm gonna say a, a TV series, uh, Netflix series I've been watching, but I watch it and it kind of kind of reminds me of Fallout Four, but I'm gonna say The One Hundred. I think that's a game okay. that could go well as a video game, uh, right. or a TV show. Sorry, a series that can go well as a, a video game because there's lots of different environments. There's some space stuff, so I think that could work, and I, I really enjoy that. Uh, series, so I think I would enjoy that as a game as well. Okay, I, I come up with a good one. Uh, so it'd be a horror game, and it would be a horror game set in A Quiet Place's universe. I know I wasn't a huge fan of A Quiet Place, but I think it would make a great horror game. The fact that you'd have to be quiet, so you'd have to watch what you're walking and stuff, and um, you know, try to avoid the monsters, and there's no Almost. real good way to kill it. It'd be a lot like Alien Isolation. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say a lot like Alien Isolation. That might be really good, actually, because Alien you. Isolation was super well received. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jonas Blaine asks, "What would you like to see as a Lego game?" And, and he he put in in there. He's like, "Let your imagination run wild." So. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Graham, you want to go on this one? Do you have anything? Sure. Ninja Turtles. Okay. Ninja Turtles Lego. I I would love to see the crossover humor because the Lego games always are kind of funny. Um, so I would love to see what they would do with like Deadpool. Uh, and maybe that's a cop out because we get so many like you know we get the Star Wars, mm-hmm. the Harry Potter, the Lord of the Rings, pirates, like all the big and and the Avengers for sure. Yeah. Uh, Lego games. So maybe that's a cop out. Um, I, I did see someone in, in Discord say that Frasier, the Lego game, <laughs> and that, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be kind of funny. Or like How about Cheers? Or something like that. That'd be, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Cheers. Well, we'd, we'd need, we would need a, uh, like one of those episodes. We would need the Thanksgiving episode to be yes, be one absolutely. of the Lego uh, missions of Cheers. Oh, how about Simpsons? Yes. Simpsons Lego game would oh, be awesome. That's how about the a good West one. Wing? Lego game. I don't know about that. <laughs> that might be a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, oh, oh, but that that actually got me on. Supernatural would be a, a good Lego game. I, that that would be fun because it'd be like a, a humorous take on like a horror horror like type show. So <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna say South Park. Okay. I think that would make a pretty fun Lego game because the humor is already there. So yeah, I, I think that would work well. All right. Okay, so next question. Rumham asks, would you rather see Insomniac make a Spider-Man sequel or have them work on another hero in the Marvel Universe? And this is what I was getting at with Sandman's question. Because I, okay. I thought of it as a joke. But I, it, it'd be interesting to see. Like, if... So, Insomniac made a Spider-Man game. And then now if Insomniac makes, like, a couple other superhero games mm-hmm. and then combines them into a Avengers-type <laughs> Avengers game, game yeah. <laughs> and, and that'd be how they do it. And now they it follows the same formula, just with different superheroes. Yeah. As the, and, like, I think that'd be cool. The problem is it's, it's a lot easier to make movies than it is games. Like, movies yeah. don't take as long. Games do. 
So mm -hmm. like we'll you wouldn't get Avengers till ten years from now. Yeah, yeah. So so, so that'd yeah, be, that'd be <laughs> kind of an issue, but. Uh, well, first, first and foremost, I'll go real quick. Just first and foremost, I really want to see them make Sunset Overdrive 2. Um, I don't think that's going to happen for many reasons. But um, if I had to go away from Spider-Man, I want to see him do another Spider-Man game. But if I had to go away from it, I'd probably go Captain America. Yeah. Um, I think they set up for a, a sequel. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time see, believing that the DLC will kind of you know, capture the, the plot, not plot holes, but like the setups. I don't think DLC is enough to, to tell it. I have a feeling we're going to see a, a second Spider-Man game and I'd be okay with that. But I would also like to see him work on, I don't know, a Black Panther game would be pretty fun, I think. Um, that's a similar type superhero to Spider-Man um, that would be kind of fun to, to play as. Or Iron Man. Iron Man would be would be pretty fun. Even though that might be everyone's answer, Graham. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say with the success of Spider-Man, I'm gonna say you guys are gonna get a sequel. I say you guys because I haven't played it yet, so it doesn't. It's not for me yet. Uh, as far as a game that I would choose for them to do, I would probably go with like uh, it's not Marvel Universe, but uh, like a Superman game or something. Because, because mm. like we've been hinting and talking about a Superman game, maybe one coming out, and uh, I think Insomniac might be able to pull They're, that off pretty good. It's not going to be Insomniac though, because no, uh, it's our, Rocksteady. Our, Rocksteady, oh. yes, Rocksteady okay. has yep. rights to it, I think. Okay. Yep. Um, and and I think we're already going to get one. Like I think it's in the works. I I have a feeling. It's not they just haven't announced it. I would bet E three next year is when we see it. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Yep. Okay, but then if I pick Marvel, well, no, that's not Marvel either. <laughs> I would say Aquaman. <laughs> that was okay. Just, that was just a joke. I mean, though. that's fair. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Wonder no. Woman might be all right. DC yeah. Yeah, like Wonder that. Woman. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, you want to name any right. other DC characters? Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nick the Bearcat asks, "Who is the best villain uh, of any video game?" Mm. The best villain, Bowser. I, I I was, he's not a villain because Mario invites him to go go karting and play <laughs> tennis. Yeah. So he can't be a villain. So that bad answer, Graham. Pick right, I'll say Gan <laughs> Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Ah, that there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna preface this saying I think a few people would maybe say Sephiroth here, but I've never played Final Fantasy VII, so I I can't say that. Um, and he's made appearances in Kingdom Hearts, but never as the main villain. So again. Wait. Guys, what about the villain from Far Cry 3? Oh, yes. Voss was a... Oh, yeah, I yeah. He, I don't know who he is, but I heard he, he was, like, the he best. He mm -hmm. might be one of the best video game villains ever, um, for sure. Voss was very good. Uh, I, I'd also put Tartarus up there. Um, I hated that guy. I played a lot of Halo 2, and I, and I played the campaign a, a lot. And I hated General Tartarus, so maybe him. Okay. Um, yeah. Tough question, Nick. Tough question. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss here, but I'm gonna go with uh General Ram actually. I think he was very good. And I think the scene where he's introduced sets him up as somebody you have to hate. Yeah. For the remainder of the game. That's not a bad uh it's not a bad answer either. Yeah. No 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 bad answers. All good answers. Terrible. <laughs> All right. All right. 
I guess. All right, so one more. One, one. more. All right. Um, let's go with Dylan's question. Dylan Anderson asks, given the Forza Horizon 4 demo being released, and usually Ford says the cutting edge for graphics, given how far we've come in the last six, seven years, do you think we've come to a point where there won't be any noticeable changes to games anymore visual-wise? So, I for me... The easy answer is yes, we've come to that point, but I'm going to bet that the exact same question was asked when, like, the PS2 and the original Xbox came out, and the same question was asked, especially when the the one, or the 360 and the um, PS3 came out, and then again now with the one and the PS4. So, no, I don't. I, I think we'll continue to advance. AKTVs 10 years from now or 8 years from now are going to be a mainstream thing, if not sooner. And it's just going to get better and better and better. Yeah. yeah. With like 4K and HDR, like games are pretty realistic looking as it is, but they will improve for like blur motion and like frame rate. So like we won't notice like major differences where it's like you got to get this now because what you're playing now looks terrible because what we're playing on now looks amazing. So it's going to be hard to justify going to like the next one if it's not a massive difference which it probably isn't by my prediction but there will be like refinements and little improvements and things like lighting there's always like tweaking going on so uh we we won't hit bottom out we'll just be getting closer to uh where it's perfect yeah i'm with graham i uh there will there will be noticeable changes, but I don't think there's going to be as big of jumps as there was from like say standard def to HD, because um, yes. that that was a huge one. And then there were a couple before, you know, going from the 16-bit generation to what was polygons or whatever that was called. Yeah. Um. So we're not going to see like huge leaps, but we're obviously there's going to be um, noticeable changes. Like, even now, like, I, I can tell the difference between 4K and uh, 1080p, but I, it's not – it does it's not bad, whereas going from yeah. 1080p down to – or HD to, to standard def is very noticeable and very yes. off-putting. Yeah, um, and I was just going to ask you guys, like, what do you think the biggest jump or noticeable change was? I think it's when we went to the 360 and the PS3. Yes. I, like, when you got that in there, like, that was game-changing for how video games look on console. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, I still remember. I, I really... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I say, I still remember when I got my... I got, a, like, a 720p TV, like, flat screen for Christmas one year, and I I was playing on an old, like, boxed CR TV or whatever they were called, um, and I, mm-hmm. I had a converter so I could... It was like a... You know, the, the AV cables yep. took waxel so I could play on mm-hmm. the TV with my 360. And when I got the HD TV, I, I played Gears of War 2, and I was like, this is the most realistic game I've ever seen in my I life. I know. It'll never get better than this. Yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> and, walking into, like, Best Buy and seeing Madden on there and being like, this looks just like broadcast TV football. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I'd say that was probably the biggest change. I think the biggest changes going forward are going to be in, like, how we play games. Like, this generation has brought along this era of, like, kind of that shared experience playing together with games like Destiny and Division, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think we're just going to see more of that going forward in in, in terms of how we play versus how it looks. I think those will be the biggest differences. But, anyway... 
All right, uh, that'll do it for questions this week. Thanks, everybody, for sending them in. Really appreciate that. And remember, if you send in a question to our show, uh, you can do so through either Facebook or Discord or uh, Twitter, actually, and you're automatically entered for a monthly giveaway, which we do in the last episode of every single month, which, by the way, is next week. So if you haven't sent one in yet, uh, do that. And if you send in another one, you're good to go uh, again. So... Uh, there's a few ways you can join the community and send in questions. You can go to Facebook and look up the Gaming Hub forums. You can go to Discord, and or I'm sorry, to Twitch. Look up TXH, TXH Gaming Hub there. And from either of those places, you can get the link to our Discord channel. And uh, we have a channel there uh, specifically for questions for our show and a lot of other topics as well. We'd love to have you be part of those. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, the Gaming Hub podcast on youtube and if you want to help support the show help us achieve kind of the things we're shooting for here in the next uh, six months to a year and uh, help support the community help us do better giveaways stuff like that we actually have something really really cool planned for you guys that we're going to announce uh two weeks from today for holiday giveaways i know it's a little early because it's only going to be october but that's when we're starting it it'll be our biggest giveaway ever on the podcast we're really excited about that and uh and when i say biggest ever it's gonna be pretty big so we want definitely want you guys to be part of that as well all right uh if you but if you want to help support the show um twitch you can go on there and uh, if you're an amazon prime member you get a free twitch prime sub to use every single month and we have patreon patreon.com slash gaming hub and for that super big giveaway we're going to be doing um you probably want to be a patron for that. It's not uh, exclusive to patrons by any means, but uh, you might get something extra if you're a patron, even at the $2 level going into there. But if you are a patron at the $2 level, you get exclusive content every single month, uh, multiple times a month, episodes, um, etc. And at $5 a month or above, you're entered to win our monthly giveaway of $60, either a game or $60 in gift cards uh, to apply to whatever you want to spend it on uh, for your favorite console. All right, guys, anything else before we get out of here for 124? Uh, no. You guys play some good games and uh, take part in the community, and we'll, we'll see you either online or somewhere. <laughs> Gra- Graham's like, bye already. He's like, he's ready to go. Um, no, but, no, no, uh, no, no, I'm here, thank you. I'm here, I'm <laughs> But yes, this has been episode 124 of the Gaming Hub, we'll be back next week with, uh, it'll be episode 126, actually we'll be posting for everybody a, uh, a Spider-Man review episode that Steven and I did, uh, that was a timed Patreon exclusive a couple of weeks ago, we'll be posting that as 125, we'll be back next week with 126, until then everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next week, talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.